Shots it goes wide. Stroll fighting for the puck. And now Galagoski with a wrist shot handle that time. Stroll trying to go and he scores. Dylan Stroll, I believe, backed it off Jack Johnson. And it's 1-0 Coyotes. Our lives wither away watching this terrible, pathetic, minuscule team that may be an understatement. It is. Because listen, this may very well be the most boring, least talented hockey team I've ever watched in my life. Uh, yes. Well, the tank, t- the legitimate tank team... That's the least talented hockey team I've ever seen in my life. I don't know about that. But the that. thing is, the tank... You know, we'll, we'll compare the two teams later. You know, we'll This team that. is pretty bad. This team is very, very bad. But, like, at least this team has, like, more than three capable NHL hockey players on it. But you know you what know? the tank team had that this they team had doesn't? Heart. They, had, they, they had heart. They tried. They had to compete in yes, them. and they, they actually tried. They, they wanted tried it. too hard. Mm-hmm. You know, the tank team overachieved. And I know that's that sounds impossible that mm-hmm. the tank team actually overachieved. Because, they what, they have 54 points that year? Yeah. They, they were the underdog in every single game that they played. They should have gotten maybe 15 Have the Sabres points. been favored in any game since 2014? Uh, mm, I think so. See, I mean, yeah. thinking so is not good enough in my book. You see, at least they were, the two the year after the tank, they were okay. I mean, mm-hmm. they had their ups and downs. And then last year, they, they were pretty bad. Well, 15-16 is my favorite year in recent memory. Yeah. I wish... Because, like, you actually could see the light at the end of the yeah. tunnel, but then the tunnel collapsed. Even last year was okay. they're still trying to dig themselves out of it. Uh, but uh, we were up until the bye week, they were they were around 500 mm-hmm. for most of the time, but then now, they just collapsed after the bye week. They, they Playoffs were in sight. This team is so right dreadful. There. We are so boring. So boring. Yeah. I went to the Coyotes game mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, and luckily I was in the state of mind where I didn't want the Sabres to win or else I would have had a horrifically bad time at that game because you could probably count the amount of scoring chances that the Sabres had on one hand. The best player on the ice was Brendan Gooley by far, and I don't even think it's close. It seemed like nobody tried. They weren't skating. It just seemed like they did not care, and they just wanted to go get food after the game. This t- we're so dull. It's just dull hockey. Mm-hmm. And Chad Johnson got hurt in the game too. Yeah, who knows what the future holds for him? Maybe he's played his last game as a Saber. Who knows? But I, I, hope I would not. assume it's a concussion because it he got probably hit, is. hit in the head with a puck. Take a ding to the old noggin there. But, uh, and Allmark is supposed to play tonight against the Montreal yes, Canadiens. Yes, so, and th- I don't know the extent of Robin Leonard's injury, but seeing him in the press box gets me thinking uh, that maybe he's done here. Who do we call up then? Will, if, probably Wilcox. Wilcox. Or Johansson. Yeah. Oh, no, pro- maybe Kazdorf. 
Remember Jason Kasdorf? We, yes, he's still in the ECHL. Maybe, but he's still with us. Yeah, maybe just call up Jason Kasdorf and just staple him to the bench, so you don't screw up Rochester. But you know what? It seems like they don't I care had about no idea up Rochester he was, anymore. He was still under contract. Yes, he was given a two-year contract, I believe. The Saucies? No, uh, the off-season before. Okay, well, this team is dreadful, and I, I can, I can say, I can say this alone for an hour. How just boring and dull. Yeah. They're terrible. There's no is. other way to put it. I think we've been saying this since, what, November, October? Mm-hmm. This team, they just dug themselves a gigantic hole. And yeah, they've been playing better lately. They've been beating some pretty good teams, Boston, Tampa. It's, it's a mirage. It is a mirage. It's nothing. Even the Tank team won 10 in a row. We are losing here. 4-1 to what we thought was the worst team in the league. But it has become evident that we are indeed the worst team. The Coyotes lose, are not the worst team in the they're league. They're not. They have young talent. They're... Mm-hmm. They They're have hitting a their stride future ahead of them. Oh, absolutely. I can say right now, I think the Coyotes have a better future than the Sabres. Oh, as of right now, yeah, because they don't have the superstar forward Jack Eichel, but they have everything else. There is a their defense is pretty good. You look at their defensive core. You got Ekman Larson, Jason Demers, Chikrin, uh, Shen is a decent bottom six guy. He's probably not going to be released. But who else do they have? I know they uh, Goligoski, another mm-hmm. decent top four defenseman. You know, they got the pieces there to be a playoff team next year. I, I thought the Coyotes were going to make the next step. Oh, they have John Merson, too. They traded for him. See, They picked up Derek Stepan. They got, they're starting to uh, piece together a nice team with veterans now. In Arizona, the difference is in Arizona, there is a vision. Yes. And we don't have a vision. I don't. Well, we don't know what that vision is yet. I, this why year, don't we? This year, it was... Bottrell is coming in. He's going to evaluate what the situation is. Evaluate. It's pretty clear that that situation has been evaluated by what he said on trade deadline day when he said, clearly this group of players is not working. And I fully expect that he will try to the best of his ability that he will attempt to jettison the players that are not working because I'm sure they need to. what they need to do is figure out which guys are sitting in that locker room and don't care. Get them out of here. And, you know, the, Tim Murray picked up some talented hockey players. Mm-hmm. Ryan O'Reilly, Vander Kane. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some guys. You some know, guys. A few. A few. But, a couple. You know, just two. because they, they've got the talent doesn't mean that they're going to help the team win. You know, maybe Ryan, maybe they realize Ryan O'Reilly isn't a guy that they want to go forward with much longer. No, I know that's just an example, but I know they want to keep Ryan O'Reilly. Now, you know what? Uh, I'm through with it, Joe. I'm through with all this this lingo, this jargon. Evaluate. You could take two seconds to evaluate this team and see mm-hmm. that we're, we're terrible. We suck. I'm going to use that term. I'm going to use the, the four-letter S word. We suck. Okay? We're a bad hockey team. There's nothing to evaluate. That's over with. Tell us what the goal is here. Say the word playoffs. Okay? Why does this team avoid the word playoff like the plague? And I've talked about this before. I'm sick of it, though. I want to know what we're doing here, okay? I want some more communication between us and management and the team itself, okay? I want to know where this team is going to be next year in two years. I want to know what the vision is, okay? I want, I want, no, here's what I want, okay? All I want is the front office to be held to a standard. A standard. Just, get, Pagula, give us, give them guidelines. Let us know what it is, because it's time to start burning them at the stake now. Okay? I think that uh, Pagula set that standard when Tim Murray and 
uh, by Osmo were fired. He wanted, what, it was structure, communication, what, other buzzwords that he was saying. But it's not being said to us. It's being, Terry Pagula it's being doesn't implied. Terry Pagula does the media. He doesn't. It's being implied. I want it to be made clear. I want transparency. So are you saying that they should fire uh, Botterill? No, 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 no. Not at all. I'm saying I want to know what our goal is with Botterill. Okay, because you said I wanna burnt know... at the stake. I was like, no, 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 no. I, I should have used the term public trial. I think it's time we... Hold them accountable. The... Yes, yes, yes. Accountability. Accountability is a huge problem in the front office, too. That's we don't know that yet. Oh, well. Still I'm... early on in this stage with the new regime, but yeah, it's, it's just annoying at this point, hopefully... Because you look at Colorado and New Jersey mm-hmm. and Dallas and Philadelphia, they picked at the top of the draft last year, and look what they are, where they are now. If you would have told me that Vegas and Colorado would be a first-round matchup in the playoffs, I would have laughed in your face and called you crazy. So, and Colorado had like 45 points last year. They were worse than the Sabres. And you know what people said about Colorado? Their room is poison. There's no culture. Uh, culture was ruined. They need to win games at the end of the season to prepare that culture. And you know what I say to that? Boatload of BS. Because people are saying now, oh, why why do you people want the Sabres to lose? Well, I say uh, I want to pick fourth instead of seventh or eighth again. I don't want to pick eight three years in a row. I want Jason Bottrell to pick the guy that he thinks is the best player for this organization going forward. I don't want him to pick his fifth guy mm-hmm. who he thinks can help this team. I don't I want him to get a player that he loves and contribute to this team going mm-hmm. forward. And when people are saying like, "Oh, they're just not going to win the lottery anyways." It's not about the lottery because the lottery is in place to make sure that the team in last doesn't win the lottery. That is why it's there. If they wanted the team in last to win the, to win the first pick, they would just have it the way the NFL has it. And the worst picks first. They would have had it the way it was in the 80s, but they think that tanking is such a horrifically bad problem in the NHL where, oh, there's going to be a lottery. And that's exactly why it's there, because they don't want the worst team to get the best player. I'm getting Simple sick and tired of seeing tweets about the race for the bottom. The bottom doesn't matter. But I'm pretty sure history, I'm willing to bet, history shows being bottom in the league doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What were the Oilers when um, in the Eichel draft? Were they second last? Third. Third last. They get the first pick. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I just said, Mm -hmm. guarantee yourself as high of a pick as possible. Mm -hmm. I don't care about number one, two, or three. I want to pick at least fourth. I don't want to pick at least sixth. Because if this team wins, I don't know, five of their last nine, there's a pretty good chance this team is picking seventh or eighth. And you know where that drop-off is? In the first round, like six. And I don't want to be picking in that second drop-off. I want an elite prospect on mm-hmm. this team. People say it's all about the number one pick. It's not. It's For me, when I say all in for Donald, it's like it's it's a joke. You know, yeah. It's just ta- they're not, the Sabres are not tanking. Are there people who believe they're just that? Bad. They're just a bad team. People think the Sabres are tanking. We're not. Are there people who actually believe we're tanking? Yes, people actually think they're tanking because they don't know what tanking is. That's what's tanking depressing. Tanking is just a short term for rebuild. The Sabers are rebuilding. It's sad, but they're still rebuilding. And whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. The worst part is we're actually bad. We're yeah. like the Cleveland Browns. We're actually bad. This isn't on purpose. Can, Joe, can you 
can you look me in the eye or tell or talk to our viewers and sincerely tell me what what the vision is for this team? What is What's the end the goal vision? here? The what is the goal? end goal here? It's I don't the end goal is to develop the our prospects, get more quality young players in the lineup and build a team around Jack Eichel so they can win Stanley Cups. Now, what is going on with our development system? Because why can we not develop guys? Well, that was the previous regime. Because they, it, it even goes back to oh, Darcy. back to Darcy. It goes back Regeer. to Darcy Regeer because you know when you when you pick players, it takes three, four, or five years for them to fully develop, and we're learning that right now that Darcy Regeer's draft picks as they were presented to us. These guys were gold mines, and mm-hmm. they're going to be good in the future. They're still disappointing, and they're not contributing. You know, they'll come up on their recall and they'll produce for a couple of games, but then they'll fall off a cliff and then you'll never hear from them for another few they weeks. They get comfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's exactly the case with Justin Bailey, Nick Baptiste, Hudson Fashion, those guys. The line, though, of the kid line that we have going right now, it is Rodriguez, Bailey, Rodriguez, Baptiste. Bailey Baptiste. That is the most fun part. Because yeah, they're fast. The most fun part of watching these games is that line. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. because they're fast mm-hmm. and they don't have enough speed. And maybe Bailey and Baptiste make the team next year just so they can be fast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think – I'd like Nick Baptiste. I think he's readjusted his game so he can be a bottom six player. He's adjusted his defensive game. I don't know about Justin Bailey. I just – I don't know what to think because, like, he sh- he's got a lot of talent. He's a talented player. <clears throat> he's, he's very fast. But I just don't see him as a part of the solution here. I just – I just don't. Just – Moves we have made, like this season, Jordan Nolan, Jacob Josephson are the most sabersiest moves. Why is in Jordan this Nolan on this team? I don't get it. I don't get it. There's gonna be someone out At there. At the time, I was like, okay, I can get down with Jordan Nolan being here. You know, two Stanley Cups, Scott Wilson, two Stanley Cups. But these guys aren't really doing it. Scott Wilson is doing something. That was a good move, fifth round pick for a really really good bottom six guy. But Jordan Nolan, like, it's it was a lateral move. Nick Delorier to Jordan Nolan. And look at what Nick Delorier is doing in uh, mm. in Montreal. Yeah. He's scoring. But, and that, that, I feel like Nick Delorier got a bad rap last year because he he was injured most of the year. I don't think he was playing healthy. But I, I'm not saying I like the guy or anything. I'm not saying he's good. But, you know, right now I'd rather have Nick Delorier on the team than Jordan Nolan because Jordan Nolan exactly. is just useless. Mm-hmm. Zach Redmond's doing very well in Rochester, though. I like what he's doing down there. Um, but just it's almost everything's wrong with this team. I yeah. feel like everything. Mm-hmm. And there's no culture. There's no. There's no. And that can change. Uh, Don't it can't it can, it can, it can change. change. Look at like yeah. I said before. Look at Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know they were talking about the poison culture in there, and then they they're a playoff team the next year. Mm-hmm. You know it's it doesn't have to take that long. It does not have to take that long. They just need to make the right moves and pick the right players and develop the players the right way. But I'm 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 hoping for the love of God this is a very cold take on my part. But this is going to take, as I see it right now, a very long time to get out of. I'm saying three years minimum. I I'd say this. Like we're I, they're going to be bad. I, mm-hmm. If you tell me right, the realistic approach right now is they're going to be bad again next year. Mm-hmm. Probably similar maybe a little better i don't see how they can get worse mm-hmm. the year after that i anticipate growth that's what should happen mm-hmm. 
maybe to the point where they're 79, 80 points. And then the third year, maybe they're knocking on the door mm-hmm. or are in the playoffs. But that's if there's no miracle, some guy comes in and is great mm-hmm. and helps his team to the playoffs. I just don't see it. Because, like, who's who's giving up anything for these garbage players on this team? Sam Gerring says, what is he getting, third-round pick? Here's, man, back um, back in the summer when we re-signed him, I thought it was going to be great for Gergensen's. I thought it would rejuvenate his confidence. I thought his confidence was lacking, and that was the problem. Mm-hmm. And I thought getting this deal underneath him would be a little jump start. He wouldn't have to worry about being traded or anything like that. But, no, he's just an average player. Yeah. And, that's, and he's showing that. And, I mean, you, the word disappointing comes up. I'm trying, I'm trying to find a better adjective because there's so many you could use to describe how just – demoralizing this team is if you will but and you look at like who's taking Johan Larson off our hands you know this guy's stuck here he's he's garbage mm-hmm. to be frank I don't I just don't see mm-hmm. how um, they have to draft there's no other way they have to draft themselves out of this and develop themselves out of this I was talking to my buddy from work uh just yesterday I believe about Johan Larson his ineffectiveness and just how bad he is he takes a penalty every game he takes penalties. He's not very good at faceoffs. I mean, he's no nothing. He's slow. He's slow. He doesn't score. Mm-hmm. I just. What is there about that player that? Like is I think I said this last week. If they want to get more quality assets, they're gonna have to trade O'Reilly and Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. If they if they want to accelerate this thing, that may it's probably the wrong idea, but it's it's gonna take time. I don't, there's no other way to put mm-hmm. it, unless there's a miracle like Colorado. It's going to take time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll move on from that. We'll move on, yeah. uh, Elliot Friedman, 31 Thoughts today. Yes. He said that the lottery odds are going up 0.5% for the 31st place team, making it 18.5%. So that's good for Buffalo. Yeah. Add another 0.5% chance. It's an, like, I don't know, it's probably another, I don't know, couple four-ball combinations in the lottery machine. So yeah. that's good for Buffalo. And speaking of the lottery... Tankthon. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do how many should we do? Um, we'll do. Uh, how about we do seven for each year we have not been in the playoffs? Good. Okay, yeah. we'll do seven lottery sims. Yes, yeah, of course. First one. Buffalo we picks win. first. Ottawa picks second. Montreal third. Arizona and Vancouver drop two spots. Second one. New Jersey, Ooh. Dallas, Montreal. New Jersey and Dallas both move up 12 spots. Whoa, wait a minute. Montreal up two Am spots. I missing something, or is New Jersey, did they drop out of the playoffs yesterday? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Because Columbus won, I know. Yeah, Columbus won. Florida won, too, I believe. No, Columbus beat Florida. Oh, okay. 4 nothing. Okay, maybe they're, maybe it's just a mistake. Okay, we got Arizona, Montreal, Buffalo drops two, Vancouver and Ottawa drop. Uh, Buffalo picks first, Chicago Second, Rangers third, Coyotes, Canucks, Senators, Canadians, Red Wings, Oilers, and Islanders all drop. Do another couple. Montreal picks first, Edmonton second, Buffalo third, Arizona fourth, Vancouver fifth, Ottawa sixth, Detroit seven, Chicago eight. Last one. Montreal first, Buffalo second, Islanders third, by the way of... The Calgary first round pick that they got in the Travis Hanna trade, and I would be 100% on board with picking second and getting Andrei Svechnikov. Mm-hmm. 
please and thank you. Why does this team have to stress us out with everything they do? Like Brady Kachuk going second if we get it. If they if they're gonna pick Brady Kachuk second, just trade down. Just trade down. There's no point. Mm-hmm. Somebody will give you a king's ransom to pick second and get Andre Svechnikov. Mm-hmm. If you really want Brady Kachuk, trade down to like fourth or fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so there's nine games remaining in this season. What do you want to see out of this team in the last nine games? Okay, I want to see a sign Casey Middlestat. I want to see him play. I don't. You don't? I, of course, I would love to see Casey Middlestat mm-hmm. uh, wreck shop in Buffalo the remaining few games. Yeah. But it, if you look big picture here in salary cap, it's not a good idea. Sign him to an ATO, get him in Rochester, get him on the ELC for next year. This season is a wash. It's over. There's no point in burning a whole year off of Casey Middlestat's contract if just to get him here. Oh, no, I don't want him you to know. play nine games. No, if he plays one game, it's over. Oh, he does? Yes. Why is that? Because uh, he has a late birthday, and he will be 20 years old by the time the contract starts. Okay, or, well, you, know, you know what I mean. Scratch that, that then. Yeah. Uh, what else I want to see? I want to see Nylander play a few up here. Yeah, I'd like to see Nylander get a mm-hmm. game or two because he's been – he's got like 15 points his last 15 games in Rochester. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. Maybe call him up last game of the season, see what yeah, he can do. Yeah, do it. What else do I want to see? I want to see Casey Nelson get signed. I don't want to lose him. Yeah, yeah. I want to see C.J. Smith play a little little game maybe. Perhaps. Maybe, yeah, maybe one or two. One game. Uh, I, I would like to see uh, Sam Reinhart and Jack Eichel continue to produce. I would mm-hmm. like to see them lose, I don't know, six of those nine, maybe yeah. seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What else would you like to see? Uh, what else would I like? I'd like to see Linus Allmark play a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think he will. I think he will. Mm-hmm. Not much. I'd like to see a college free agent come in and yeah. step in right away. Yeah. I, that's something that I'd like to that see. That would be fun. I mean, how about a Daniel Brickley? Give me a Daniel Brickley. Mm-hmm. Put him with Casey Nelson. A fun old, little... The old Mankato boys. A little Chatterwhittle situation yeah. there. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's not much that you would like to see in the remaining nine games. But, hmm. you know, hopefully, I don't know, a sign of hope, you know. I'm going to the fan appreciation night game. I'm yeah. going to collect my Dominic Kashuk bobblehead. But, yeah, there's not much to want out of the rest of this season. Okay. So our uh, friend S7Design on Twitter made a nice graphic. Uh, Team Tank Watch. Hmm. Buffalo, of course, in last place. The remaining nine. Montreal tonight. The Rangers. Toronto. Detroit. Nashville. Toronto. Ottawa. Tampa Bay. Florida. And uh, what do you call team tank implication games would include Montreal, the Rangers, Detroit, and Ottawa. So that's four teams with uh, bottom of the league implications. And you look at Arizona. I believe Arizona jumped over Vancouver. So you look at Vancouver, they face St. Louis, Dallas, Anaheim, Edmonton, Columbus, Vegas, Arizona, and Edmonton. So they got, uh, I'd say three of those games are should be, I don't know, up in the air. The Canucks could win those. But they got you know, Vegas, Columbus, Anaheim, Dallas, St. games for them. I If you have a gun to my head right now, I'm going to say that the, the Canucks finish in last. Really? I think the Canucks will finish last. They just destroyed the Blackhawks yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the Blackhawks suck, too. The Blackhawks are a dreadful if team. If you look at Arizona's remaining games, it's Florida, Tampa, Vegas, Kings, Blues, Flames, Canucks, Ducks. There, there's not a lot of winnable games in there for the Arizona Coyotes. 
So it's I think it's going to be one of those three teams: Buffalo, Arizona, or Vancouver mm-hmm. that will finish in last. I was actually just looking up the scores from last night because Ottawa got crushed again. Yeah, and the Avalanche. The but the Golden Knights, their magic number is two as of last night, but they lost. Mm-hmm. So all they need in is overtime. all they need, and, and the and, Sharks won. Go Sharks! And the Kings won, and I believe is it. I believe they need the Kings to lose twice, or they need to win twice, or a variation that creates the number two that benefits the Golden Knights to get in. Like, yeah, they're gonna get in. I love magic numbers. I'm always tracking that stuff. So, okay. yeah, they're getting in. I, then, yeah, uh, it's just it's gonna be exciting to Sabres see. Sabres assistant GM Steve Greeley is in the running for the Hurricanes' vacant GM job. He actually went to Mexico to meet with Tom Dundon, Carolina owner, while oh. Tom Dundon was on vacation. That's nice. So I. Everything that I hear about Steve Greeley, you don't hear a lot about him, but I know he's a really smart guy. They think he's a really good talent evaluator. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy that, I don't know, maybe he's the the future here. If, I don't know, Botterill ever gets canned, maybe he gets the promotion. But everything that I hear about Steve Greeley, it's good. And the fact that he's already in contention for a GM job this early into his career speaks volumes about him. And that he's still in contention, too. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you got anything to say about Steve Greeley? I I There's don't. There's obviously not a whole lot about him. He has the connection within uh, with Evan Rodriguez, Jack Eichel, and also uh, Danny O'Regan. Yeah, I just feel like we don't know as much about our guys below Bottrell as we used to in years prior. Mm-hmm. Steve Greeley, I don't I don't honestly remember this signing that much. I think my seen it once on the Chart and Buffalo Instagram or something back when we made it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, th- I don't I – don't, I think the Hurricanes go with a more high-profile guy. Yeah, and that. I think they should wait. Like, why – I, I yeah. know Steve Greeley eventually should be in GM consideration, but, like, Paul Fenton's out there. Paul Fenton, I, I think he was probably my number one choice for GM here. Paul Fenton's a really smart guy. I, I think that – he should be in consideration. Of course, he pulled out of the race, and I think Carolina is better off just waiting until the summer to pick their GM. So who's making their decisions right now, then? If they Carolina, don't it's uh, Tom Waddell, Don Waddell. Oh, Don, okay. Former GM of the Atlanta Thrashers. I wonder if he's in the running to stay. I, I don't. He I, deserves an interview. I, I think if you're, Waddell. if you're an interim anything, you deserve an interview. At least mm-hmm. you get a shot. That's how it works in the NFL. Yeah. Interim coaches get interviewed. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the Hockey News uh, released their yearly, their annual Future Watch magazine. And you know who they had number one in their prospects? Casey Middlestat. The sweet boy. Yes. The Minnesota I, sweet boy. I, I love Casey Middlestat just as much as the next guy, but I don't think he's the number one prospect outside of the NHL. I'd say Elias Pettersson is number one. Look what he's doing in the, in the Swedish Hockey League as a 19-year-old. It's phenomenal what yeah. he's doing. I think the hockey news is a national, international treasure, and I think we we must take their word for it because, well, I don't know. I mean, they they see something. They gotten stuff they wrong. They had Nylander very high. Yeah, they year. they the thing about the hockey news too is they admit when they're wrong and they they laugh about it. They mm-hmm. say it's just predictions. How are we supposed to know? Yeah, but. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's just us because we're Sabres fans and we're we're not supposed to think very highly of ourselves or our prospects. Did you see what they said about Rasmus Asplund? No. 
They said that he had line one potential. Really? Yeah, that's why they dropped him so much. They're like, maybe we overestimated this guy. Uh, so be dropping down. Maybe he has second line potential. I never, oh. even, I never even thought Rasmus Aslan had top six potential. I no, see the guy as more no. of a third line shutdown role. Yeah, third or fourth line center. I just, I don't. Now I'm what not. Are you smoking? There? I'm obviously not as familiar with the prospects as as you are. Who, are, when we look at at Rasmus Asplund, are we looking at a Johan Larson here? A better Johan Larson. Yeah. I think anything's better than Johan yes. Larson, though. A much so because Aspen can actually skate. Yes, he's okay. not a trailblazer by any means, but he's still a, a much better skater than mm-hmm. Larson. But yeah, he eventually I see Aspen as the successor to Johan Larson if the man ever leaves. But yeah, <laughs> the resident, the resident Johan Larson, the resident bomb yeah. for Buffalo. Johan and also Marcus Dave. I don't. I didn't get the magazine. All I know is that they dropped Asplund to like 80th, and Middlestat was number one. I believe Nylander was in maybe 20, mm-hmm. which is still pretty good. Having a top 20, pro, two top 20 prospects in your prospect pool is phenomenal. Yeah. You know what? Just one more quick little thing, quick little thought on Larson. By the way, I keep going back to this, but I when I think of the least likely players to score a hat trick in the NHL, I think Johan Larson's at the top of that list. I don't yeah. think he, just you think remember Larson last year he was clutch he scored so many he won he, he got scored game so many game winning goals mm-hmm. yes like all of his goals were game winners uh-huh. or something I think he had eight goals yeah and, and the year before because I remember yeah. uh, you know we, we maybe the injury he had mm-hmm. right before the new year is why he sucks now because mm-hmm. he was actually pretty good he was a good player before that I injury. liked him last year yeah I liked he him. he was good last year and the year before I think you could go back to like the first podcast we did this year and I'm saying how he's a blue chipper hardworking guy yeah probably <laughs> and now I, I'm just like man we had a lot of cold takes this hard of the year Joe because we were too mm-hmm. we were too positive yeah because we were saying like after after the Montreal game this is a good team. We're gonna be scary good. I'm I even like, said I'll eat a chair if they finish in the last place. Yeah. I agreed with our. You know Jared. what, Jeremy White, actually, who I believe he was the one who said he would eat a yes, he would he eat, eat a, a sandal, flip flop. Uh, Guess what he's doing? He's doing my idea. He has a chocolate flip flop. Chocolate flip flop. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like yep. it. Mm-hmm. Okay. CHL and NCAA playoffs are starting. Ooh. Okay. I so. like that. I like that. I'm in the middle of a be a pro. That excites me. <laughs> uh, Saint Cloud. Versus Air Force at 4 o'clock. That's going to be on ESPNU. Will Borgen and Judd Peterson in action. Judd Peterson, I don't think, will get signed by the Sabres, but I think Will Borgen will. I hope they... Maybe Will Borgen signs. That I think the Sabres have no pressure in the middle stat situation right now. And Bernier. They might feel a pressure to get uh, Borgen out of school ASAP and maybe give him some games. Because he's a junior. He's going to be a senior next year. I don't want to play that game again. Mm-hmm. And then Providence versus Clarkson. That's at 630, also on ESPNU. Uh, Jacob Bryson plays for Providence. He was the Sabres, I believe, fourth-round pick in the 2017 draft. He, I believe he made the first-team first all-star for Hockey East. Very productive season. Had like 28, 30 points. A great year out of – he's undersized, but – I liked what I saw from him at development camp. I got to watch a couple Providence games last week. He's a he's a blue chipper. I think this guy could be legit someday. I think he's good. And then on the CHL side, uh, the Kingston Frontenacs versus the North Bay Battalion. Uh, Cliff Poo's in action. That's not televised, but 
if you have the CHL subscription or maybe you can find a live stream somewhere, I would go check that out. And then Prince Albert versus the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, Wojtek Budik in action. Also, if you want to catch this game, Caden uh, Gooley, Brennan Gooley's brother, first overall pick in the 2017 WHL draft. Also, oh, I forgot his name. This guy's pretty good. I've, I've watched him play a couple of times. I forgot his name, though. But he's expected to be a second-round pick, in, mm-hmm. second, third-round pick in the 2018 draft. He's pretty good. Ah, I forgot his name. I completely forgot his what name. What team is I'm him? sorry. P- Prince Albert. And then you got the Moose Jaw Warriors, too. Jet Wu, uh, main guy there. Yeah, Jet Wu. Mm-hmm. He'd be the player to watch there. And then uh, Red Deer versus the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Red Deer, of course, has Brandon Hagel, who is was a sixth-round pick in 2016. He had a really good year last year. He's kind of picked it up as of late for the Rebels, but I I would hope that they can sign him. I think, yeah, he's one of the guys that they have to sign or else he re-enters the draft. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Austin Osmanski, uh, Vasily Glotov. No, maybe they have Glotov's rights extended. I'm not sure. And also Victor Olipson, if he isn't signed by like June 15th, he goes to free agency, which would be a very tragic Scary. situation. Also, uh, SHL quarterfinals continue. Victor Olafson and the Ferlunda Indians face the Malmo, I believe, Redhawks. Series tied 1-1. to Rasmus Dahlin also in that game. And then Fariestad, as we mentioned before, Rasmus Asplund will be in action versus Sheleftia. And Fariestad is down 2 to nothing. So maybe if Fariestad is eliminated from the playoffs early, they can get Asplund and Rochester on an ATO or maybe even sign him to his ELC. Maybe we can see him here. Mm-hmm. So, you got anything yeah. else? Anything else for today? Pretty quiet week. Not really. Post-trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, nothing much. Um, I don't know. Should I talk about the show a bit? And yeah, go ahead. We, we're on iTunes now. Yes, we are on iTunes. So, hopefully, if you have an iPhone, you can listen on there. I don't know what the deal is with Google Play. What what's their thing? Do you have Do you have a Google phone or? Uh, do you no, have an I Apple? do not. I have an iPhone. Okay. Um, I don't know, but we're on iTunes. That's we're on iTunes on Cloud now. We're gonna expand further mm-hmm. in the future, but we appreciate all of your requests to go on iTunes. And yes, we have listened. Seen some about Spotify too. Yes. I'll, I'll I'll look into that. Mm-hmm. When yes, I'll I'll look into that in the future. But yeah, so that's that's big for us. Exciting. Yep. Okay, go subscribe to us on iTunes at mm-hmm. The Charging Buffalo. Follow us on SoundCloud, The Charging Buffalo. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Charging Buff. You can follow me on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL. You can follow Luke on Twitter at LVKETCB. And that's all we have for you people in this edition of The Charging Buffalo podcast. We might catch you guys next week, but if we don't, we wish you a Happy Easter and as as Gary Thorne said in the old NHL games, a pleasant adieu. Yes. Yeah. We'll see you in the next one. See you guys.